Welcome to the Mamas in Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and the topic for today is starting a career in midlife with Susan Robinson. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. So I'm super excited about the topic for today. Actually, it's an an interview with a friend from a long time ago. Her name is Susan Robinson. And the reason that I asked her to come on the podcast is she is someone that has started a career in midlife. She started a real estate career. And I know through talking with different women, when they get to the midlife stage and their kids start leaving home and or they're grown and they're a lot more independent that sometimes moms don't know what to do with themselves. They've been so busy with raising a family that when they get to the stage, they find themselves in a place of what do I do with myself now? And some women end up starting a career. So I am going to go ahead and turn the time over to Susan Robinson so we can learn a little bit more about her journey and how she started her career in midlife. Here is my interview with Susan Robinson. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Lisa. Good to see you. It's so good to see you. Just to give the listeners a little bit of background, um, Susan and I met, I calculated it up. It was about 10 years ago, and we were in Arizona. We moved to a house in Gilbert, Arizona, and I met Susan. They have the same... They have two girls like us and two boys, and I think even the spacing's pretty similar. Yours are just about five years ahead of where ours are at. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Our family so, layout—that was really fun. Like our family layout is extremely similar with the yes. two girls yeah. and the two boys. You're you're just slightly behind us. Yep. And we—I remember that you and I would connect because at the time I had two daughters that were in high school and. Sometimes there was girl stuff they struggled with, and so I would talk to you, and you'd share stuff with me about your daughters and things they went through. So, like, I felt like we connected at that time, mm-hmm. which was super awesome. I And then I moved from that area where Susan was at about six years ago, and I just recently um, found her on Facebook and was able to reconnect, and I noticed that Susan had started a career in real estate. And I was curious about how you started a career and why you started one in midlife. And so I reached out to Susan to ask about her story. So that's why I asked her to have, on the, have her on the podcast today so I could learn a little bit more about her story and about her starting this career. So I've got some questions I'm going to ask her so she can tell us a little bit more about this journey that she's been on. Okay, so my first question, Susan, is if you could tell everybody a little bit about you, maybe your family, and what you did prior to becoming a realtor. Sure. Yeah, um, Steve and I met in college. We're at BYU, so we're that college sweetheart story. Um, So we got married, and then Steve was graduating with his master's, so we went to the Bay Area where he was able to get a job, and I was aiming, trying to get to California where I was originally from, although we ended up in Northern California versus Southern California. However, really, really enjoyed it. We had our two daughters, Rachel and Tori, there. And well, before we had kids, I was also able to finish. I So I went through my junior year at BYU, and then I was able to finish at San Jose State in public relations marketing. 
And then we had two girls. And then right after we had our son, Mitchell, he was actually three weeks old when we moved from the Bay Area um, to Arizona, where Steve is from. And we were excited to get by family. We had not been by any family in Northern California. So when we were able to go back to Arizona, Steve is from Eastern Arizona. He's from Safford. And he, so we were able to uh, move to Gilbert, Arizona, all those years ago. So um, we were able to suddenly be by his brother, my sister-in-law, their kids, my sister and her husband had lived there for years. Um, his parents, anyways, a lot of family. So that was really, really fun to finally um, be by family. And then we had a fourth, Mason, um, well, you know, here in Gilbert. And then during those years, were you mostly at home with your kids or were there things that you did in addition to, you know, being a mom while your kids were younger? Yeah, when I first, so I had been working at the city of Cupertino before we moved to Arizona in the public information department. I had a little cable show and I did, gave tours. I worked for different committees, just whatever the public information office does. And then when I had Rachel, um, I stayed home with her. However, I did a little city cable guide that I was able to do from home. And then once I had two and three kids, I was definitely, I was home full time. Um, eventually, I got into scrapbooking and stamping. That was like a huge thing. And my friend Nora and I really got into it. And I discovered I either needed to help support my hobby or kind of give it up. <clears throat> so I became a close to my heart consultant for about 10 years while my kids were little. But that was really fun because um, it, I felt like I was helping people preserve their memories. I was able to get out and teach and help and help them organize things and, and yet still be a full-time mom and do that on the side. And it was really great uh, running my own business and learning, learning a lot of things and a lot of skills and meeting a lot of great people while being a full-time mom. Yeah. So was that like a full-time business or did you do it? Did you say on the side was how you did it? Yeah, it was definitely on the side. It was evenings and occasional Saturday was super fun going to convention. I definitely didn't get rich at that. <laughs> However, it, it did support my hobby. I, I was inundated with all the stuff that I needed to do that. And I think it was, it was just a really great fun creative outlet where I was also able to help people and figure out how to be an independent contractor, which as a realtor, that has come in super handy. So it's really interesting that some of these things we just kind of stumble across as we're going through life. And we don't, it's not a big deal. Like I said, it was never a huge moneymaker. It was kind of supporting my hobby. There were times I made a little bit of money, but never a huge amount. However, it was helping it was kind of like a stepping stone to now running my own business as an independent contractor with Keller Williams. I'm at Keller Williams Integrity First. That, that was a really good stepping stone for this. From what the, listening to you talk about it, it was something that was very fulfilling for you. Like you enjoyed being a mom, but you needed something else that you could do that was kind of outside the family that was fulfilling for you personally. And that, that kind of filled that is what it sounds like. It really did. I do know that 
raising incredible children. I mean, that is by far my greatest accomplishment. Like I will never downplay that. I loved being a mom. I was, I'm grateful that I was able to be a super involved mom with my kids. I helped um, in church for like six years while my girls were going through that. It was really involved, really, really busy. As a matter of fact, recently I ran across one of my old daytimers from when I was right in the middle of it with four really, really busy kids. Literally just looking at one weekend was like exhausting. <laughs> it was like I had this church activity. I was running somebody to piano. I, I was taking somebody to sports. We had our son Mason's baptism. So he was only eight. He's now 21. So I literally, it was so interesting looking back at kind of a time capsule of that period. But it was amazing how busy it was. We're talking like three days and I cannot believe how much went on. So, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love just that, you know, you were able to be able to do those because that was what, you know, for you was, was very fulfilling was being able to be available to your kids. And then you also had the the, the side business that you could do that was fulfilling and, like you said, was able to help you to do a, something that you enjoyed, a hobby of yours, which is awesome. Right. right. And just getting out with other women. I mean, I yeah. met, it was awesome. I think that helped um, recharge my batteries. It, some people would hate it. You know, they're not people, people, you know, and they would rather just have a quiet time when their kids go to bed. And I, I totally get that. And sometimes I need that too. However, I really felt like when I got with those people, women, met all these great people and families, um, it really did recharge my batteries. And then I remember even in like junior high, Tori started a scrapbooking group with her friends and they would each take a turn being the host. They would get this big, nice free album. We would just make pages like make whenever they came over. So it was really fun for them. And they would literally all come home like on the bus with Tori, like a dozen girls and they would come over and they would do this. So it was super fun. And her friends would say, now we know why you guys always have these great posters and projects. Your mom has all this stuff. <laughs> so it, you know, it, it came in handy and you know, it was really, it was really, it was fun. I mean, I think it served multiple purposes and I mean it was really busy but it it was great it really helped I love getting out there and being out there and meeting people that really did help recharge for me yeah yeah for sure and as moms we know we need that being able to whatever it is we need to do we need to recharge and for you that was what helped you to get your mm -hmm. charge yeah so with you getting I guess my next question is what got you to the point of starting a career in real estate? Um, more specifically, were you looking for something that you could do that would be fulfilling with the kids leaving home or have, having left home um, or with them being grown? Was it something to help prepare for retirement or a combination of both? Or was it something different that motivated you to start a career in, in real estate at, you know, kind of the midlife time? Yeah, um, it was definitely a combination. And I think I am so your poster child for mamas in midlife, because that's exactly why I did it. I mean, I went from having 
four very, very busy kids running with them constantly. My neighbors would be like, there she goes again, in and out, in and out, in and out. Like I went from being so, so busy with all of their activities. And after about 10 years, the scrapbooking thing died down. And suddenly after Mason left, he went off to serve in Puerto Rico and St. Thomas, and he was in Texas for a little bit. So once he left, because he had been kind of home alone for a few years, I mean, I went, there was nobody. I didn't even have any kids in the state. So I went from being a very busy mom, extremely engaged, busy all the time with those activities and serving with those things very much revolving around my children to all of a sudden, not only were they out of the house, they were out of the state. Um, I had nobody. So Rachel, so my two girls had gotten married and they were off to two different states. And then Mitch was off away at college. And then Mason was off serving. So literally, I, and I didn't have grandchildren back then. So it was me. So, you know, I just kind of had a little, you know, talk with myself. Um, <laughs> so like I can sit around and be sad or I can think about what I really want to do. How can I serve? How can I utilize my talents? How can I do something that I really enjoy? Because I had done different jobs. Once my kids got older in school, I started off as an aide. I had a friend working at ALA. So I, there was an opening. So I just kind of jumped over there because I wanted, yeah, I wanted to, I thought working at a school would be great because it would coordinate with my kids' schedules. So I started off as an aide and at a charter school and then as an aide. And then they also needed somebody to help teach math to fifth graders. And since I had a degree, they said, here you go. And I would just take the book home and get ready for the next day. And I, so I started doing that. And then after that, I uh, worked as a guest teacher, substitute teaching in the Higley Unified School District for a couple years. Then I wanted something kind of more stable instead of not knowing where I would be from day to day. So there was a couple different clerical positions, one at a insurance company and then one at LDS Family Services that kind of fell in my lap. So I took those and learned great things there. However, it wasn't something that I was passionate about and just kind of sitting at a desk all day, um, just, you know, I wanted to do something that I really loved that could really be a career. And all it is interesting to me, though, because all of those things I did are really helping me in different ways now. Yeah, I, it's so interesting to hear your like kind of the journey because I've talked with different women and I've heard the same thing, like so busy with kids, you know, very involved with their kids. Maybe they worked part-time, maybe they didn't, or maybe they're full-time, but yet as soon as the kids left the home, they were like, what do I do with myself? Like it was a really um, pivotal moment for them of what do I do with my time now? And I love that you kind of, like you said, you had a conversation with my, with yourself and what is it I'm going to do? What, what will be fulfilling for me? And also that you can make a contribution financially. And I think you had talked about 
like related to the financial contributions, like some of the motivation with that as well. Right. So when I first got into real estate and it's a big thing, if anyone thinks it's just this fun little thing and it's just like HGTV, which I love all those shows on HGTV, (laughs) all that. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I love model homes. I love all that. But if you think that that is what real estate is really like, I mean, it's, it's not. And 98% of realtors after the first year or two don't make it because, and so I guess I have definitely beaten the odds. It's a huge undertaking. And, you know, I went back to school. There was a couple humongous tests to pass. Um, it, It was a, it was a big, big thing. And then just literally continuous classes for a couple of years and learning and learning a huge, huge growth curve and growth experience. It's been absolutely amazing. And so when I first jumped into it, I thought, oh, I want to help the people of Puerto Rico. And then, you know, we have college students and, you know, my car had 200, has 200,000 miles on it. Like there was definitely things that we needed. However, I think I've talked to you briefly about my big why that occurred six months after I got in, became a realtor. Um, Our first little, we had our little granddaughter summer the previous August and she's adorable. She's actually at our house right now. And then in January, so a year and a half ago, our adorable little grandson, Bennett James, was born and we had no idea that he had polycystic kidney disease until after he was born. So I literally, Steve and I jumped in the car, put all Rachel's shower gifts in there and took off when we heard she was having him two weeks early because she had no amniotic fluid. So we like rushed up there, but we still, there had been no indication at her like 20 week appointment that there was any issues. Although I felt, you know how you get that mom's thing, like, there might be something, but it didn't sound like it. However, after he was born, uh, he breathed, he cried, and then he was unable to breathe. And so, yeah, so I, I was going up there for a week to help her out having her first child. And I ended up staying for a full month the whole time that Bennett was, was in the NICU. And Rachel just needed, I mean, here she is, first time mom having her first baby. And then it's just huge. He did make it. He's super adorable. Maybe I can show you. I've seen pictures. (laughs) Here's my vision board. I don't, can you see? No, it's cutting it out. And they actually won't be able to see it either because this will just be audio, but maybe you could tell what's on it. Shoot. I was going to, so I did a, I did a vision board for 2020 and Bennett is definitely on there. Like I think everyone in real estate, you have a big why, why you're doing it. If it's purely financial, which is fine. You know, you want to help people, a combination, you love, you do love real estate and all that. I mean, Bennett is, he's my big main why now because, you know, the medical expenses, the medication um, is huge and they've never had any help. They don't receive any government assistance, whatever. Jamie was recently furloughed um, because of COVID because he does sport, he did sports marketing for Real Salt Lake and now there's no games, no nothing. So, you know, it's, it's just huge. And so with every transaction I do, I'm able to help out towards um, Bennett's medical expenses. I'm really grateful. Isn't it amazing that even though things like this don't get taken away yet, we are, we feel kind of driven 
to do things and go into things that end up being able to open a door to help. I can totally agree with that. I can see that in my own life as well, just the different paths that I've taken that have got me into doing what I'm doing now. So I, I can totally see that. And I love, I think your why is amazing in being able to, to help bend it out and with the medical, you know, your kids with the medical expenses. I love that why. Yeah, it's, well, that's, and it has helped me because, you know, this can, can be a very, very hard profession and challenging. I mean, this is probably the most rewarding thing as far as, an definitely the most rewarding career type profession thing I've ever done. And yet it can be very, very challenging. And yet I knew that I couldn't fail because look what's writing on it. Like I, I had to succeed at this. I couldn't afford to give up. And now things are really taking off because of just that persistence and getting good at it. Like I, I make my, my clients are a huge priority to me. Awesome. I actually you just kind of spoke about one of my other questions and I don't know if you want to add to this, but just the, my, what my question was the challenges and rewards of starting a new career particularly during midlife. I mean, you, you did speak about that. I don't know if there's anything else you would add to that other than yeah. maybe the personal growth as well. I, I would love to learn a little bit about like just personally how you've seen yourself grow. I mean, you said you, you, know, you learned about becoming more determined so that you could succeed, but was there anything else like personal growth wise that you saw or have seen within yourself? Oh yeah, just huge. As far as challenges, I mean, it's it's a huge commitment of time and energy and money. And, and then once you get going and the ball is rolling and you have transactions going on, I mean, when stuff happens, no matter where you are or what you're, what you're doing, you know, I drop it in order to take care of my clients. So, you know, I understand there's nothing wrong if moms in midlife want to just cruise into retirement and hey, they've worked really hard and they've earned this. And if they don't want to take on a huge new career, I totally get that and I totally support them. However, I am grateful because even though it can be very challenging as far as like a huge, it's, it's a huge commitment. However, the benefits are huge. I love I have met some of the greatest people ever. I mean, and it's, it is amazing how it all works out. I mean, one of my clients, Ginny and Ryan, they were referred by a friend and neighbor in my neighborhood. And I did, I felt a huge obligation too, because it was he, this client was the husband's best friend since elementary school. And they trusted him and referred him to me and his wife and their adorable family. So they were moving here from California. So it was an interstate move and it was contingent upon the sale of their other home. So it, it was a big thing, but Ginny came here and we looked, she found her absolute dream home, basement, beautiful home. And I love their family. I mean, they are almost, they're almost like family. As a matter of fact, so I helped them get in this beautiful basement home in Highland Ranch last fall. And then when COVID hit, I was checking with everybody, not just neighbors, but all my past clients and just finding out, 
um, how they're doing and if they need anything. And it was pretty amazing. I found out, so it was going into Easter time when I was calling her and she said, yeah, she said, I always make my family these amazing cinnamon rolls. She said, I've been looking for the big things of yeast. They don't have them at Costco right now. And I said, oh my gosh, I happened to just get found a couple things of yeast. I had a big one pound thing and I literally put it in an Easter basket for their family and gave her that thing of yeast and I, I was able to help them. So I feel like I love creating, helping them get settled and then creating these relationships that we're able to continue, you know, I'm able to continue helping them almost like they are my family member. So I, I really, I love that. I, I'm just sitting here, I'm having these memories come back to me because I don't know if you, you know this, Susan, but Brandon and I, we've been married 26 years. And I think because we've moved a lot, I think we probably have bought and sold probably, I, I don't know, I'd have to count it up, probably 11 or 12 homes in that wow. time because we've moved so much. And I love, there are certain realtors that I still have very fond memories of because of their investment in us. And like you said, they become, they become somebody that becomes a friend. I, there's ones that we, there was one years ago when we lived in Houston that we kept in touch with for a long, long time. Yeah. And so it does, it makes a difference. I mean, those, it's a connection that you're forming with somebody and, I know from experience how stressful it can be buying and selling a home. Sometimes you have difficult situations with either the other party and the realtor is the one that's going to bat for you. And you know, they're the person that's helping you and being able to navigate a tricky situation. And so right. I have a great appreciation for the, for those that do real estate and that are really good at it. Yeah. That sounds like you are. One. Right. And speaking of utilizing things from the past to help now, being able to have good communication skills, utilizing public relations marketing to build rapport with the agent on the other side. It's interesting. Some agents just do work with buyers and some just do listings. I actually work with both. And so whichever side I'm on, it's so important to be able to have good communication because there are always things that get complicated and when you have built up that really good rapport, you have a great relationship, you're able to negotiate through that. And at Keller Williams, it's a part of the things we always say, it always needs to be a win-win for both sides. And that's huge. And being able, so I really like being able to always have a win-win and always build a really good relationship with not only my client, but with the agent that I'm working with on the other yeah. side. Which makes a big difference probably with you if you have those communication skills of being able to have this, the, like you said, it's a win-win and being able to have the transa transaction go more smoothly. Yeah, it, it's really important. Being able to negotiate is huge. Um, one interesting thing about technology uh, and real estate is that I think in the, in the past, it, you, real estate used to be more like 75, 80% like personality and just a little bit technology. I think these days it's the opposite. It's like 75, 80% technology is huge and personality and being able to communicate and talk to people is still important, yeah. but technology now is huge with real estate and it's been even more important since COVID has been going on 
it was really important to be able to just really quickly shift to doing everything online. I mean, we already were doing documents, could all be done online, but now, and Zoom, that's how I even already knew about Zoom because when COVID first hit, all of our meetings had to suddenly be done through Zoom and online. And now buyer appointments, listing appointments, everything can be done online. And of course, all the documents, even closings, everything. I mean, so everything, I think in general, like in a lot of different industries, things have, will probably change to an extent forever because of COVID and certain things are just easier through technology. So um, it's interesting how there's been like a big shift. I, I was just thinking of that related to your personal growth and having to learn all that technology. It probably has helped you to grow a lot too and being able to be proficient with it. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we need to be able to keep up with those Gen Xers and all those guys that, (laughs) I mean, these younger kids ever since kindergarten, they, it's just second nature to them. Whereas I remember my little old teeny square box, like Mac computer that I had to rush out and buy when I was in college. And, you know, I've kept up with technology to an extent, but nothing like this. It, it, has been really important and that's another reason that I came where I did because the technology is just amazing just the training and then all the technology and again it's all kind of come full circle now with what's going on it's it isn't just important like now it's really essential and thank goodness in Arizona like as far as real estate it has been deemed an essential service so we are able to still operate so this is This is my client's house behind me. I forgot it was even still up as my screensaver. But it is interesting. I just find out, you know, do you want to do an in-person open house? Do you want to do a virtual open house? And if we do it in person, we have booties, we have masks, we have sanitizer. We are, you know, very, very cautious and very, very careful. Well, Susan, it's fun to hear about your journey and your kind of what has led you. I, I, all those details of different things you've done that have brought you to the point of being able to have a, a, a career in real estate. Also, I've enjoyed hearing about your why. Um, if there's people that want to reach out to you, maybe they're in Arizona, maybe they're moving to Arizona, or maybe they're moving somewhere in the United States and they need to find a good realtor it sounds like you might be able to get them connected. How would they, how would they get in touch with you? I'm at Susan.Robinson at KW.com. And my phone number, um, 480-628-8963. I'm at Keller Williams Integrity First in Gilbert. And I help people in the Phoenix area, East Valley. And I can refer you to really extremely well-trained and tech-savvy agents anywhere in the U.S. and actually in the world. So I can refer you to those people if you need anyone. Um, I ha- Right now, because I have referred to Provo Orem, that area, I have an amazing one there. I have an amazing one in Idaho. I can find ones anywhere. So if you need help, um, I'm happy to help you here in the, you know, East Valley, Gilbert, Mesa, Chandler, Queen Creek, Phoenix area in general. And as Lisa said, I can help you anywhere in the world. So just awesome. let me know. 
I will, um, I will link that information um, to Susan in the show notes. And Susan, I want to say a big, big thank you for coming on the podcast and being willing to share your story. It was really fun to catch up with you. Thanks, Lisa. You too. All right. Bye, Susan. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Susan Robinson. I really enjoyed being able to talk with her and hear her journey. If you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Mamas in Midlife, M-A-M-A-S in Midlife, or you can also email me at the same name, Mamas in Midlife at Gmail. Hope you have a great week. See you next week on the podcast.